This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. It's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast, because that's what we are. And guess what? It's Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Very excited. God bless us, everyone. I don't even believe in that. I believe in Christmas. You don't believe in God bless everyone. You should say, Sky Daddy blesses everyone. And Sky Daddy bless us everyone. (laughs) I just pulled her leg. I don't really care. Um, (laughs) So, um, we were kind of talking before, and I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you know, like, I've just been ill for like a while with stomach issues. So I just didn't get into the Christmas spirit until today. I know, I walked in, she was Today. doing crafty shit. I was like, look at you. My tree usually gets put up the Sunday after Thanksgiving. That's just what it's always been. I've done that since I, before when I was married the first time. So for 20 plus years, it's always been that way. It got put up on Wednesday. Oh. It's been up, but it wasn't decorated. <laughs> and I, don't, I just don't think anybody really felt like they were really in the spirit this year. I don't know what it was. Usually I get like hype. I wasn't hype until probably today. Like, at yeah. work, people were hype, and our boss bought us, like, all lunch. And Oh, yeah? Like, and I don't mean, like, he just bought a bunch of pizzas. Like, yesterday, he gave us a menu and said, pick something. No kidding. So, we got lunch today. And what did we, you get? Uh, I just, it was just, a, like, a pizza place. So, I got chicken fingers and french fries. Oh, okay. But, um, we did that, and we did, um, what else did we do? Oh, and it was it wasn't like super busy today. It was pretty slow, so we just kind of hung out and cut up, and then we listened to Christmas music, and then you know I did that thing. Yeah, that that we can't talk about yet, but next week we're going to. We can't talk about till next week. Um, and I did the thing, which put me in an even better mood. So yeah, it's it's been pretty exciting. Um, and I've been forced into the Christmas spirit. I think. Forced into it. I think <laughs> like I'm going kicking and screaming. Right. I think I was drugged into it. My sister Kira actually put up a Christmas tree for the first time in probably five years. Wow, did she? Because Chris was like, it's Layla's first Christmas and you we need to decorate. <laughs> wow, really? So Kira decorated for Christmas. Oh my, you guys, I wish you could see her right now. She has on a sweatshirt that it's says... It's got Biggie as a snowman, and it says Snowtorious. I know, it's fantastic. I, I bought this for Paco for the ugly Christmas sweater party we went to, and I got to wear an ugly Christmas sweater, but I didn't buy myself one. Remember, I bought myself that dress. The dress, yeah. And it was fucking too Looking cold. like a big old tree skirt. Right, so <laughs> I was like, baby, I'm going to wear your sweatshirt. Oh well, you know, my hubby got a new job. Yep. And he was at work all week long, and he's off tomorrow, which is great. So we got, like, four days, but he gets holiday pay. And he's like, holy crap, this is awesome. I get holiday pay. Yeah. And I'm like, look at you go. Like, you, you actually get a holiday. Like, you're allowed to have off and right. still get paid. What's I'm that like? I'm not working tomorrow, but I'm getting paid. I know. I'm like, wow, that's that's amazing. So I've kind of worked for myself in some capacity. Like, as a 1099 employee, like, for, I don't know, since Jonathan was two. So what's that, 15 years? So yeah. for 15 years, I've kind of worked for myself. And I don't give myself holiday. <laughs> like, 
like, and nobody I work for is like, hey, let me give you a little bonus or something. Like, that's never, ever happened. But he went to work this week, and I kind of felt bad for him because they have this way they're doing training. So he's, like, on modules first, like, on a computer, and then he gets to a certain place, and he has to kind of learn everybody's functions so he can kind of, like, you know, everybody has to know what everybody's doing, even though he's only going to really primarily do this one thing. So today he had to go out with, like, a driver who was, like, delivering, like, propane, basically. And he had to be there because the driver preferred to start at 530 in the morning. So he had to get up at 4. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to be late because I didn't think he was going to get up. And then he came home tonight and I felt so bad for him. He had, like, bags under his eyes. Like, that man is tired. And then I was like, I ordered groceries because I want to make those little turtle things with the, on the pretzels. And the woman who brought me the groceries bought me the bold and zesty um, pretzels instead of the regular pretzels with garlic and onion on it. I have a feeling the garlic and onion pretzels isn't going to be really good with a Rolos nut on top. I don't know. It sounds savory and sweet. All the same. No, I was like, no, no, no. So that poor man just did all that. He's dead tired, got bags under his eyes. And now he's at the grocery store getting me Pepto because I'm out of Pepto milk. And pretzels. I know, I'm going to have to go to the grocery store tomorrow, which is going to blow, but um, I can't get a hold of my mother. So I need to go to the grocery store tomorrow. Taco's going to work tomorrow. And I'm trying to think, did anything exciting happen? No, nothing exciting this week. Well, I think we're all just gearing up. Like, tomorrow night we're going to go to my aunt's. It'll be the first time that, um, you know, my stepkids will be there. It's the first time that they're actually going down, and they'll be part of the festivities at my aunt's house this year. And we nice. go, we've go, we gone every year since I was born. Which Except aunt? for the last year. We didn't go for the pandemic because, Which you aunt? know. My Aunt Donna, the one that lives oh, down the state. The teacher. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like her. Yeah, so we're going down to her house, and we've always gone. So remember, I think last year during the pandemic we didn't do it because my cousin Scotty um, has a lot, a lot of issues. Plus my grandfather's like elderly and, you know, that kind of stuff. So we were like, well, we just, you know, won't go. You know, that was the first time we didn't go in all my life. And now we're going down and we're taking his kids. So I'm kind of excited. It was my daddy's birthday on Wednesday. It was. Happy birthday. I know you probably don't listen, but still, it's still nice to say. I call him and I sang to him and I was like, what are you doing with your day, daddy? <laughs> and you sang to him? And he was like, I'm sitting on the rocks. And I was like, oh, that sounds exciting. Oh, did he really? Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I wonder who he was over there talking to. He's just hanging out. He wanted to have a couple beers on his birthday. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, nice of him. He doesn't really drink that much anymore, so... He went and he had a couple beers on his birthday and chilled out. And then he probably went home and went to bed. Like, I don't think oh. he did. I don't think he did a lot. Excuse me. My niece is about to pop any day now. Oh, I know. So your sister posted her a picture from her maternity shoot. She looks amazing. This Isn't picture is so beautiful. beautiful? Yeah, it, it turned out so good. I was like, I'm so excited for her. I decided when I have grandchildren, I want to be Gigi. Oh, you be a Gigi. I am Gigi. So I've I've made it. I've I'm I'm calling it now. I'm creating it in the universe because my she son's was, getting ready to go off to boot camp. She was actually going to be Mimi, and then for some reason switched to Mom. Did she? Well, I just think Gigi works out really well. So I don't know. My son's getting ready to go off to boot camp, and you know he's getting to that age where you know any day now maybe he'll meet someone. Not that I'm in a rush in any way, shape, or form. If any of these kids, they all wait till they're thirty. That's absolutely going to be fine. <laughs> Because all these other people are having babies around me. So if I ever get, like, the need, I can just go sniff on their heads or something. But you know who else is sniffing on some head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you been talking to Paco? I don't know. Who's a pretty 
teaching. <laughs> well, there's a um thing. I, we haven't talked about it yet, but Kim Kardashian and, and Pete Davidson. Davidson. It's weird to me. Like I would it's so weird. I would have never pinned them together ever. But you know, these classy women, like Ariana Grande, who is classy, like she So you think anyway, she right? I mean we think she does, well, yeah. And and she's mm-hmm. very professional and then Kim Kardashian and Kate fucking Beckinsale. Beckinsale. I was gonna say like, Kate Beckinsale. Like what is it? Does he just whip Pete, his dick out and it's this huge Davidson dick? Must have a dick dipped in gold. No, what I'm thinking is, it's one of those dicks that when or, he drops his pants, it goes, nee, 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 But at the same time. And it, like, you know, hypnotizes Pete them. Davidson is funny. He's okay. And, no, I think he's funny. And bitches love a funny guy. You know what I think? He comes off as one of those guys that initially shows you that he's, like, funny and cool and all that stuff. But then he turns into a head case. I don't You know think who I'm so. talking about? Where they like, so. like, like a Richie. No, he no. reminds me of the head Pete Casey Davidson guy. is very, very open about his mental issues. He's very open about it. Um, it's one of the things I like about him. I really, I do. don't want to be with him though. I mean, there's all types of red flags flying off that bitch. Oh, there obviously, is. Obviously, and Kim Kardashian's like, I love that like, color. He's like the he's like the John Mayer of the fucking comedy world. Like he's pulling all these <laughs> bitches, and then he just hard leaves them, or they leave, they don't leave him. But yeah, like. <laughs> well, it says it's on the Hollywood Gossip. I think that's what's his face. Oh no, this says by Tyler Johnson. For some reason, I thought it was um, what's that other guy's name that always does all the gossip? Paris Hilton or something Hilton? Paris Hilton? No, not Paris Hilton. Who's the guy that always does it? Something Hilton. Perez. Perez Hilton. Yeah, for some reason I thought it was that. But anyway, it says Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have been hooking up for a while now. The couple first met when Kim hosted Saturday Night Live back in October, and despite living on opposite coasts, they pretty much been inseparable ever since last month pete spent his birthday with kim and chris jenner at chris's house in palm springs just weeks later kim met pete's mom at his home on staten island needless to say the two are very much acting like a couple and while there was time where it was a time when it seemed as though kim and pete were trying to keep the relationship a secret these days they're making no effort to hide their love away according to a new report from the daily mail pete was grinning ear to ear as he left the four seasons in new york on monday insiders tell the tabloid that kim is staying at the swanky hotel and Pete was making his way home after spending most of the day and evening with his new boo. Photos show Davidson looking very contented with his nails painted red and a blunt between his fingers. Of course. Is this open? I don't think so. Damn it. You can have some though. Go ahead. Why? My poor husband gets trail mix for his um, lunches and, and Jamie loves it. And this is Like as soon as I saw the white chocolate chips, I was like, ooh, that's the good one. That's from Audi. We I know, love but I'm never at fucking Aldi. You gotta try it. It's not I'm that far there. from you. Isn't I there a Lidl that just opened? No, it's not open until 2022. What the shit? Oh my god. Alright, so this is my thing. So you got Kim Kardashian who doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't do anything, right? She's, she's by all accounts, not, she shouldn't be a good time, right? right? And then you got Pete Davidson who shows up and he looks like he's getting over a meth addiction with his nails painted and he's smoking a blunt. I don't picture her prissy ass Involved with him. Like, don't I don't know. get it. We don't know what them Kardashians do when <clears> the <throat> cameras aren't running. Well, she's made it very clear that she really doesn't drink. Like, every once in a while she'll a, have a little something, but no, she does not drink. She don't break a leak. Oh, my God. Because one time she had sex with Ray J and they, they blasted it on the thing. Look, how many times have you done some shit with your boyfriends? I've never recorded it. You've never? Which sucks because I'd probably be a millionaire. Oh, my God. 
You'd be like, this is how you appreciate your men. Step one. All right. Um, anyway, so it says perhaps the THC contributed to Pete's contented mood, but we think it's safe to assume he was also fresh from marathon smash session. <laughs> so you're just assuming he's banging her. I mean, he probably is. Of we course he is. We suppose it's possible that he and Kim were just watching Netflix, but come on. They've only been dating for a couple of months, and she's a mother of four who had a hotel room all to herself for the night. Right, she was like, I'm like, bones. All right, now, so if they didn't have sex under those circumstances, then they should probably just go their separate ways right now. They're proud to be Hollywood's hottest new item and can't keep their hands off each other, a source close to the couple tells life and style. The PDA isn't just for show either. They're just as affectionate behind closed doors. I don't know. Like, I just do not know. And then you got Kanye West, who's like. Oh, my God, he's like begging her back. Begging her to come back. Yeah, like he sang a song. And it said something like, run back to me, run back to me, something like that, right? And he's like in concert and said specifically, Kimberly, run back to me or something along those lines. Because I just, I saw the the video, but I didn't save it. And so like the next day she went forward with trying to remove West from her name. I'm like, so you've got Kanye West, who is just... Well, obviously this He's got issues, but This bitch loves a mental problem. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what is it with all these women? I don't know. Like, when I look at Pete Davidson, he just looks like a lot of work. He does. He looks like a lot of work. He doesn't look like somebody who's going to be particularly... So he's, I don't know. He's very open. He's very open about his issues, about his mental health. He's very open. He's an open book. That's one thing I like about him. He deals with his mental health the way he's supposed to. He's what, a very, once? He's a very big <laughs> advocate. First of all, THC has been proven to work better than most anxiety pills. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can go with Well, you know what? Depends on who you are. It doesn't work for me. It just made me worse. But some people, yes. The I, other I agree. properties in THC are... are like, oh, I'm definitely a proponent for legalizing things. Like, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that I'm against it just because it didn't really work for me. And in New York, actually, it's legal. Like, in Vegas... All of Vegas smells like a smells like weed. Does it really? It does. I you know what? I just don't see them together. I don't know why. I just don't see them together. But um, I don't know. I mean, hey, good on them. Oh, real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry because I know you've got something. But Brittany, Stop if it. we're gonna talk about some shit, Brittany, Brittany Spears. Look, that whole free Brittany thing was a bad idea, people. I'm sorry. Well. She assures people that she's got new music coming now. That she's got a new song. And the other day, she did this. In her bathroom. Shut up. That's awful. She's going to be like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh, I'm trying to stop it, but it won't stop. Oh, my God. Boop. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> my phone went out of She's control there. Her new music is going to be like, oops, I'm sick in the head. Sick in the head. Oh, my God. That is not nice. I'm rooting for her. I'm, I'm rooting that, you know, whatever's happening with her. That she's got the right people around her now. Like, we know that she did some crazy shit. But I'm really rooting for her at the end of the day. You know what? I cannot imagine going through the shit that she's gone through and me doing any better. Because I'll tell you what. I've had some stress over here in the last couple of months. And it really leads to why I'm not well. I can't imagine going through her stress. She thinks that sounds good. Well, she's also in the bathroom. I didn't think it sounded that terrible. The bathroom is the best 
place to do a fucking concert. The acoustics are amazing. Well, I mean, usually, but she's on her damn little cell phone, so I don't know. Mm. But, you know, I'm going to just say, um, Miley Cyrus said that was the vocal Bible. Miley Cyrus said that? She sure did. And Age of Aquaria, whoever the fuck that is, says, you're a star. And then Kimchi Chick said Adele packing her bags after watching this video. Please. You're being sarcastic. Well, that one, no. Miley Cyrus, I don't think so. And then Gabrielle Union said, love, love, love. First of all, Miley Cyrus is a sarcastic little bitch. Have you ever watched an episode of Hannah Montana? (laughs) I think Miley Cyrus is on her side. Cyrus. Cyrus, Cyrus, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) speaking of head, I got something. So, a boy born without a brain. How does that even happen? Six years later, look at what doctors find inside. Okay. Um, I'm interested to see what, what this is all about because I'm trying to figure out how he would even still be alive. I don't know. It says you can't the, live without one. The nurse turned to the doctor. She held a copy of the scan in her hands. Everyone couldn't wait to see the result, but the nurse still hadn't handed it to them. She was standing in shock. Everyone was concerned. They call out to her, which made her snap out of it. But when she, when he saw, he truly understood her shock. Rob Wall and his wife, Shelly, lived in a very happy life together as a married couple. They lived in Cumbria, Northwest England, and couldn't be happier. They raised their two daughters together and felt like they lived in an idyllic life. Idyllic? Idyllic. Idyllic. Okay. I was right the first time. They felt that they raised their kids right and had a lot of love in their house. With so much love, they knew that there was one thing they could do, they could do make to make them feel better. A third child. A third child is never a good idea. <laughs> like just in my opinion, a second child is never a good idea. In my opinion, anyway, that's not nice. <laughs> they decided that they Jesus. needed to have another child. After the decision was made, Shelley became pregnant, and they were ecstatic. With two daughters already, the couple hoped they would have a boy. Rob would be happy bonding over football with his son where his daughters weren't interested at all. But everything changed when they got to the doctor's office. The results of the scan. They visited the hospital for regular checkups during their pregnancy. Both the mother and the baby's health had to be watched very closely. Shelly and Rob already knew all of this. This was going to be their third child after all, but sometimes would present itself and they had to, that was something they had never encountered before. Bad news, people, bad news. Bad news is coming. Their next visit, the doctor... Hold on. How are you going to sing through that? These people are going to go go through, like, a devastating thing with their kid ain't got no brain, and you're singing through it. Bitch, I'm working there. I'm getting there. I'm saying, bad news coming. Bad news is coming. Jesus. Their next visit to the doctor didn't go well at at all. No shit. It seemed that the boy was growing inside of Shelly had an abnormally in his head. He only had 2% of his brain. Oh, so he probably just had, like, the, um, the bottom heart where the normal functions are so it can the like um, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. oh wow <laughs> with the news the couple instantly decided they want what they wanted to do there was no hesitation not even a question devastated Shelly and Rob were devastated they knew that the quality of their child's life would be much worse than they anticipated the doctor explained that what kind of life the boy would expect to live Noah's birth defect was that he grew no brain matter and had spina bifida this meant that his spinal cord didn't form properly either but then the doctor suddenly proposed something radical. Abortion. <gasps> no. Well, no. Uh, I guess I can understand why. The doctor felt that the right option to take would be to get an abortion. 
This would be a very hard decision for Shelly or any mother to make. They explained that Noah would require around-the-clock care, and his life expectancy would be very, wouldn't be very long at all. What kind of life did they want for their child? A decision had to be made. The ha- couple had to think long and hard about this. When they got home, they looked at their girls' happy faces. They couldn't bear to break the news. They loved their children and never wanted to see them upset. But in this, Shelley and Rob had their answer. They would bring this new life into the world. Determination. I love it when they give, like, bold one freaking, like, yeah. words to the next part. Maybe in their younger years they might have considered abortion, but after having their two daughters, they knew that they would love their child no matter what they were like. But five five times during her pregnancy, she was advised to have an abortion. Shelly stayed stoic, and Rob stood by her. Even when the harsh reality of raising Noah came to light, they stood together in their decision and didn't look back. Never going back. Oh, Lord. Shelly Shelley didn't this doubt her decision. Not even for a second. She went through with the pregnancy. There was no looking back from the very start. The odds were against them. But the couple wished and prayed that their child was strong enough to make it. It's a good thing they put their hope in him. Fighting the odds. Oh, my God, he's cute. Look at face. Is that him? Yes. On March 6, 2012, Noah came into the world via C-section. Shelly knew what to expect. Doctors warned her warned her and the family that what the son would be paralyzed from the chest down and he could be born with the other abnormalities. Despite their fears, Shelly couldn't wait to meet her son. For the first time, there were 12 doctors in the operating theater, but as he came into the world, they were so- they were given a sign. He was a little fighter. Oh, look at his weird-shaped head. But other than that, he's cute. Let's see, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ooh, it's got, yeah, it's like a little large. It's It's like lopsided. Yeah. Uh, Noah let out a big healthy scream, blah, 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 giving him the fighting chance. Noah's skull. Oh, they had to place a shot in Noah's skull to drain the excess fluid and relieve the pressure on his brain tissue. Um, in the early days, his head looks fine in this picture. Yeah, he looks fine. Um, Shelly Rob had no expectations for Noah in the early days of his life. They were simply happy to have their boy healthy and happy. There's more. Noah was able to breathe, eat, and drink because his brain stem was intact. He was, he was paralyzed from the waist down, but has never seemed to affect his mood. He was a happy little boy. It made Shelly and Rob wonder how Noah could be thriving with such a little, so little of his brain. Noah was developing at a rate that could hardly be explained before his birth. Doctors warned that he would have severe special needs. Yet he was coming on three years old and didn't seem to be behind most kids at his age, and he was aware of everything going on around him. Wait, what? He was, like, in school doing normal? Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, appeared emotionally intelligent, and he was even starting to talk. Another trip to the doctor's office was required. While Noah collecting milestones like leaves from a tree, his parents wanted to know what his brain looked like. And I had a second scanda. The nurse came back from the room with the scans and looked visibly shocked. You're not going to believe this, she said. The doctor took the scan from the nurse and put it on, put on his glasses, fixing them at the top of his nose. He examined the scan. He's right, she said. I can hardly believe this. Doctors and nurses are, are no stranger to bizarre medical phenomenons, but they had never seen anything like this. What they had discovered had caused so much shock. Oh, now he's a fat boy. He's a fat boy, oh my God. Shelly and Rob couldn't believe that the doctor was telling them. Nobody could have prepared them for the scan that the doctors had. Noah, the boy who had 2% of his brain at birth, now had over 80% of his brain. He had grown his brain back. What? It's truly a medical miracle, but how? 
Shit, there's when he was first born, and there's now. Oh, he's a little Benjamin Button. Holy cow. It's, very, it's a very emotive subject. Some people can say you can't grow a brain. Some say his brain was there, all squashed up. So when he had his shot fitted, it's, it's going back to where it should be. But if his brain was what? so squashed up, he would have been so severely oh. mentally disabled. So how had Noah's brain grown? How it happened, it says, Dr. Gregory Scott, a neuroscience researcher at the Imperial College London, believed the shunt had made space for the brain to grow. Yet this way, this was only a theory. Scott couldn't prove it, and thus it shows how little we truly know about our, our most vital organs. The organ that keeps everything ticking is the brain. The brain shows the motor skills, blah, 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 blah. But how behind the miracle of Noah's brain wasn't too important to Shelley and Rob, they were just simply delighted by what was what it was, and they kept the steps, they knew what steps they had to take. To hear his brains almost back to normal is beyond belief, Shelley Ball said. Rob and I broke down when we heard of the news. It was like a dream. I've never known anything like it. Even the consultants were in tears. Every time we see the doctors, they just shake their head. They're just amazed at what he can do, she continued. So now he's got to do brain training. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. Um, so it just kept... It, he grew what? his brain back. By the time he was four, he was able to go to school. He could count to ten, read, and talk. He could even use a pen. He has overcome several challenges already that no one would thought he would ever be able to do. And little Noah wants to become a firefighter when he grows up. Um, yeah. So this kid is... Wow. Fucking amazing. That is insane. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's walking. I'm trying to see if it shows... Mr. and Mrs. Walls have dedicated their time to his brain development and have taken him to Australia to a radical brain training center. Noah now wants to learn to walk and continues to learn how to, and he wants to learn how to surf and start skiing. Noah's received a lot of media attention. His story was uplifting and made people hopeful. So now they're going to take him and try and teach him how to walk. Mm. Experts don't usually give the therapy kids because of the country cognitive side of things, but they were lucky enough to be able to persuade them to see an an assess? A-S-S-E-O, an assess. No, and prepare them for his, when he's old enough to that, that cognitive treatment. All in all, the little boy's future looks bright, and his story teaches us an important lesson. Writing on the hug on the Hugs for Noah website, Shelley says she hopes Noah cases, Noah's case will raise awareness about the importance of taking folic acid during pregnancy. This can prevent spine and brain defects such as spina bifida. So, yeah. Holy crap on a cracker. So this kid just grew, grew a fucking... I'm so glad I read that. He just grew a whole entire fucking brain. I know, that's insane. Well, I wonder what he's lacking without the other 20%. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, if he's doing all that, like, does he not well, need the other 20%? Or is he going to have problems? I don't know. Like, will he keep building his brain? Like, I don't know. It'd be interested to, to hear more about it. I don't know. I'm going to have to Google him. I didn't even check when that that was saved two weeks ago. But when was it, like, published? I mean, it was born in 2012. Okay. So, well, how old would that make him now? Nine. Getting ready Nine, to be ten. and this is when he was six. So this yeah. article is probably about three years old. So I'm wondering, I should like, if there's any cut, like any update, like, right. did he grow any more of his brain? Is he done now? Right. I mean, that's it's that's really really amazing. 
What? Like really amazing. Ooh, that is um yeah. That's a miracle. You know what? I kinda that just that that story just sky daddy the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in miracles. Well, that was definitely a miracle. Whole I'm I'm really glad that turned out the way it did. Because the way you were blowing through it, and you, I don't know, it was like such a sad thing, and you were like singing through it, I'm like, she's not taking this very serious, I feel like we're gonna get write-ins or something, when people like, listen to this, they're not gonna be happy You know what, if we finally get a fucking write-in, that's great. Mm -hmm. You don't know, I mean, it could happen. So, I have something that a friend posted today. Oh, look at you two. Oh, Lainey and Janie. Oh. We're best friends. We're best friends. Um, We're my best friends. So, I have a friend on Facebook, and I don't actually know them in, in life. Nails? Yes, they're very, very pretty. Very nice. I was actually thinking, like, when do you have time to go get them done? I usually go after work on Fridays. Like, Oh, really? Um, I speed down there. Do you? Um, so I have, I don't really know him, um, but I like his commentary. So he's a conservative Republican, but not in the way that most of us think of. So, like, even me, like, I, I'm more right, you know, right-sided, and he kind of is, yeah. too. Speaking of conservative TikTok, mm -hmm. let me just tell you how the fucking conservatives are so pissed off at Trump right now for saying for telling people to go get vaccinated because Trump is like, yeah, get the vaccine, wear your mask. Like I was wrong. Did he get the vaccine? He's got the vaccine. He's out there telling people he was wrong and you know to go and wear your mask. I don't remember him ever saying not to get the vaccine. He ever. never really did. I was gonna say he never did. He was taking credit for it. Because well, he he, he did the hydrochloroquine and all that stuff when yeah. it came out. Because when he was in office, they didn't have the vaccines. First of right. all, let's start so there. When the vaccine came out, mm -hmm. he told people go get it. Because remember, he got the Rona. Yeah, I don't remember him ever saying no to the vaccine. So but, oh but well, these people are like swear to God. And there's this girl on TikTok who was throwing a holy hell fit talking about you know how dare he? How are we still supporting him? I was like, oh shit. Well, from what I understand. Like, from the little political people that I do know, like, uh -huh. and locally, like, political people, a lot of people initially thought that Trump would run again. And from what I'm hearing in the underground, whether I'm sure or not, they don't even want Trump anymore. They want DeSantis. Oh, of course they do. They want DeSantis. I have to tell you, I don't know all of his stuff, but he seems like a mover and shaker, and I kind of like that he just gets shit done. But that's just me. But I don't know everything about him. That doesn't mean I'm going to vote for him, necessarily. I usually, like, so I'll split my entire ticket if I believe somebody's better. Right. I'm like, just, if I if there's a Democrat that comes on and is more, you know, like-minded, you know, I'll split my ticket for him. Like, I could care. I'm not one of those people that'll be a diehard Republican and pick him just because. I'm not that person. But, um, I, I don't, I think some of the stuff that I've seen DeSantis do, like, when, with the ports and all that crap, I really enjoyed the way that he was like, just get it done. Like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, get it done. But I know that there's some policies that people don't agree with, but that kind of happens with everybody, so I don't know. But I didn't want this to turn into a political thing because... Oh, yeah, just go ahead. Because some stuff I just don't know enough about. There's some stuff I know sometimes I don't, and I don't know that I would support that or not. So, so let me just say. So this is a... So this is, is a, my friend. Let's watch Jamie react. Yes. And I thought it was really funny because she picks on... You kind of pick on liberal people, too. I do. And, you know, and you're not a conservative Republican in any kind of way, shape, or form. You're Democratic. Or you're a Democrat. And it just made me laugh. So he goes, this is the difference between when you say Merry Christmas to a liberal and then Merry Christmas to a conservative Republican okay. to a conser or just a conservative. To my liberal friends, <clears throat> he starts off, please accept with no obligation implied or explicit my best wishes for an environmentally conscious, socially responsible, low stress, gender neutral celebration of the winter solstice holiday. 
practice within the most enjoyable traditions of the religious persuasion of your choice or secular practices with respect for the religious slash secular persuasion and or traditions of others or their choice not to practice religious or secular traditions at all. I also wish you a fiscally successful, personally fulfilling, and medically uncomplicated recognition of the onset of the generally accepted calendar year 2022, but not without due respect for the calendars of other cultures whose contributions to society have helped make America great. Not to employ that America is necessarily greater than any other country. Also, this wish is made without regard to the race, color, creed, age, physical ability, religious faith, or sexual preference of the wishy. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious, right? That is a lot, but it, it, it's... Isn't it's that true. about right, though? Look, and Jay is like... Jay is gonna, like, rewind this and write that down. Write that down for people. <laughs> All right. That, that makes sense to me. <laughs> well, to the conservative friends, this is how he wishes them a Merry Christmas. Okay. And a Happy New Year. To my conservative friends, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. The end. <laughs> Because I'm like, holy crap, what a cracker. It really is like that now. Because you are not allowed to say anything without somebody, like, dissecting it and turning it around or whatever. You just aren't allowed to say anything anymore. It's it's kind of scary. But I thought that was really funny. Don Marie Sexton gave me a, a sad face because I was like. <laughs> oh, because of the, the damn notebook? The notebook would just go away for all I fucking care. And that's why I said you got a cold, dead black heart or something like that. Yes, of course I do. But anyway, didn't you think that's funny? I did think that was funny. That was extremely funny. And um, he always does political commentary. And again, he's like, he's right. He's more or less down the middle. And he's more like, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? Normal. Like, normal person. Use your normal, brain. Normal, because most whatever. of us are all fucking fed up with. We're all fed up with both sides. Like the normal people yes. are all fed up with both sides. But if you ever wanted to look at what he has to say, his name is Burnham Harrison Richard. And he is absolutely hilarious. And I love the shit that he puts up. Like, he really gets it on both sides. So if you ever want to see political commentary for some regular Joe, check him out. He's funny. So the internet is here for things like that. Mm-hmm. And they were here for this poor woman who's got an asshole husband. An asshole husband? Is this an Am I the Asshole? No. It no. says, woman says husband is convinced that their one-year-old is showing signs of being oh. gay. Jeez. And the internet, the internet roasts him. Reddit spouses are truly from another planet. One woman, good lord. One woman posted on Reddit's relationship subreddit asking for advice because her husband is convinced their one-year-old son is gay, based on his normal infant infant dislikes and likes. The woman posted numerous examples of things her baby son likes that her husband thinks make him gay, including rainbows, bananas, and books. What? So it says. My 23-year-old female husband, 24-year-old male, thinks our son is gay when he is only a year old. This has been going on for months. I'm tired of it. I find it very strange, and even though I've I've tried several times, he doesn't seem to understand he's being ridiculous. Some of the reasons he thinks our son is gay. One, he loves when the light shines through the window in a way that makes rainbows on the floor. Two, he was curious about my makeup and had tried to make lipstick and eyeliner and it remains and it reminds because it reminds of the crowns. Uh three, he generally prefers me to my husband. Like most kids. Four, he likes to help me peel bananas, and one time my husband saw him mouth the tip of it. He got angry at me for letting him do something 
that was that looks sexual. Like what the fuck? Oh my god! His favorite thing to do outside right now is look at the flowers that are blooming, and he likes to touch them. My husband thinks he likes books too much for a boy. What? Always points out. He always points and smiles at. Um, hold on. It's it's very. Uh, I'm not understanding. I don't understand where this idiot. Hold is on. Let me put my it. glasses on because this is small print, and you know I can't fucking read anyway. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. It says, "My husband thinks he likes books too much for a boy." There's also a character in one of the books that my son always points and smiles at because he has bright orange hair. My son's favorite color, I guess. But my husband thinks he has a crush on the character. I don't even know what to say to that. Each time one of these has come up, I've clearly disagreed with my husband. And when he makes his comments, I've told him none of them have anything to do with being gay or straight, boy or girl. I can't believe I'm having to have this conversation in the first place. My patient is wearing very thin. I've also told him little kids don't even have sexuality yet. Our son is just over a year. He's barely walking and talking. And besides, you never can be certain what kind, what kid a kid will grow up to be. There are no definite signs. The woman said, "Not whenever, this young." So it says the woman says whenever her husband brings up their son's sexuality, he she disagrees with him, and her patient's wearing thin. I've also and okay, so here's this bothers me in a, in a few ways. First. First off, even if he did turn out to be gay, I would like to think my husband would love him and accept him the same way as if he was straight. Right. I've asked him before if he would, uh, if he would, and he says, of course, like, I'm the one that's crazy for asking the question. He says he's just, he's just joking, but the comments come off like he's critical. Then there's how I already said none of it makes any sense. I feel like he's reading meaning into innocent behavior. I'm growing concerned why he keeps to do he keeps doing that. I almost wonder if he's worried he himself is gay or something. Right. I don't know. I'd never bring that up because he sure gets furious. The thing making me finally ask for help is he's now started bringing it up to other people. He made the joke about our son liking the flowers to a bunch of our friends on Discord today and tried to get my dad, who we're quant- quarantining with, to agree with him. <gasps> what? About the banana uh. thing. It really embarrassed me. For what it's worth, we have some friends who aren't straight, and my husband treats them the same as everyone else. He's never said anything homophobic. He expressed his support for the LGTB rights and it, and is liberal. The hang-ups about our son are at odds with all this to me. How can I get my husband to <sighs> see how weird these comments are to stop and to stop making them? ETA, fixed bullet point formatting. Oh, she fixed the bullet points. My husband believes our son is showing signs of being gay, even though he's just a baby. I've already tried explaining how it's just normal baby stuff. Not a sign of anything. The responses on both Reddit and Twitter were strongly anti-husband. Many thought it was weird. He thought his son's actions were sexual in any way. Um, it says, he prefers me to my husband. Gee, wonder why. And somebody said, I also prefer her to her husband. (laughs) I want to make a joke, but truthfully, this is very worrying. It sounds like the husband is going to be constantly checking for and reinforcing appropriate masculine behavior as the child grows up, which is going to be extremely damaging. And having gay friends doesn't mean jack. Well, not only that, but it's kind of like, um, like putting something into their head. 
Right. You know what I mean? To somebody force it like, or something? That's somebody just was like, weird. Bella, is it gay to be a baby? <laughs> yeah, I'm just very confused as to where that would even come up in, like, natural conversation or, like, because he likes rainbows and because he tried to eat a banana one day. Like, it just seems odd to me to, to make that correlation, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. What the hell is with people? Why do people have to be just so absolutely fucking bizarre? Like so, so bizarre. Do 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 do. Remember that song? That bizarre. That song. <laughs> oh my gosh! And that's right. my mind fuck for the episode. Yeah, that was just so odd. I don't even know what to say. Um, that's just this, this so 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 odd. I have no idea. Um, let me see. see where i'm at sorry 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 here we go saved let me go back i was so enthralled in what you had my phone like turned off like it <laughs> shut off and i'm like i didn't have anything in front of me i was like oh my god what the actual shit were you saying and it's funny because my phone now has like different like it's putting them in different things so when i do saved it's like in news or food or whatever uh-huh. but it always wants to come up under my it just says saved and i've got like all this food in there like the perfect oh my god, prime rib so much food i've got yeah. instant pot beef and broccoli instant pot soup with tuscan soup um, yeah, I those are just the top two. Not even to mention what I got in food over here. Well, I have this really cool article because I I believe that probably in the next six months, I'm considering adopting another dog as long as Laney will take, right? So it's either I'm going to adopt or I'd like to get involved in um, I'm rescue. So, I'm so excited that you're going to adopt, you know, a dog. I'm way excited about the dog. Not as much as, you know... <laughs> The kid's not so much the dog I'm excited for. <laughs> well, I think, Like, you if know, you're going to bring somebody back new in, I'd rather it be a dog. I know. Well, um, we're home a lot because we always have the kids and we're in school yeah. and we don't do a whole lot of traveling right now. I mean, it's just not something that we can really do. And I don't really foresee that we're going to be able to do a lot of traveling coming up soon either with him starting his new job and when you can have time off. And even though he's getting a lot of time off... Which we're going away in May. Who? We are. To Salem. To Salem? Oh, well, I can go, but I can't go with Bruce. Well, he's Bruce not invited. Go. It's a girl's trip. So, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I mean, good. Bruce is different. As long as he knows that he's home with the dogs and the kids. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, we, like, he probably won't be able to get off work, so more than likely there won't be a whole lot of traveling. You know what I right. mean? So, in my mind, I'm like, I'd really like to either, I'd probably want to get into fostering more so, but I'm afraid I would fail all the time. And Bruce is like, oh, my God, we're going to have, like, 50 fucking dogs in here. And then it's going to be a hoarding situation. And then you're not going to be allowed <laughs> to have no other dogs. Like, because it's bad. I mean, he knows me. My husband knows me pretty well. But what I did think was super duper cute is that this pizza shop puts photos of shelter dogs on their pizza boxes to help get them adopted. And I was just blown away by it. And it was something that was on AUBTU.biz. So I'm not really sure what that's supposed to be. Um, But it says each year, approximately 1.5 million shelter animals are euthanized in the United States simply because that's a lot of fucking animals simply because shelters are too full and there aren't enough adoptive homes. Moreover, many people tend to buy pets at shops instead of adopting them from shelters. For this reason, animal rescue organizations often have to get creative to help poor animals find their forever homes. Oh my God, look at this thing. There's this on this box and it says, please adopt me. My name is Hooch and I'm five. I live in Niagara SPCA. I'd love to live with you. Oh my God, should I be so cute? Oh my God, he is adorable. He kind of looks like a bulldog. Because they all are like, they all look like pities or some variation of a bulldog or something. They all got the block head. But anyway, it says, recently the shelter Niagara SPCA from New York teamed up with the Just Pizza and Wing Company franchise in Amherst in an attempt to get everyone's attention and help their animals get adopted. 
Kimberly LaRussa, an SBCA event coordinator, and Mary Alloy, or Alloy, the owner of Just Pizza and Wings, started to brainstorm ways in which they could further help the dogs in need. Together, they came up with a brilliant and great idea. They decided to put flyers of adoptable dogs on pizza delivery boxes with the hope that the dogs get a chance to find their forever homes. Oh, when ordering a pizza, customers will receive an especially adorable treat to fill their stomachs while helping out a community organization at the same time. And the yummiest part? Anyone who adopts one of the shelter dogs featured on the pizza box flyers will receive a $50 gift certificate for the pizza shop. Oh, I know. That's amazing. Um, it says the heart melting campaign quickly went viral and proved to be a success. There were many people in the community who were on board with the idea and were absolutely loving it. The first day after it was launched, a six month old puppy named Larry found a new home. The other pets also caught the attention of many potential owners who hope that they will soon be as lucky as Larry. Oh, I hope Larry, they're as lucky as Larry, too. I know. Here's another one. It says, my name is Beethoven, and I'm two. I live at Niagara SBCA. I'd love to live with you. It's so cute. They just were showing a couple of them on there. I think that's such a great idea that I wonder if, so I'm, like, really into this one rescue. Her name's Renee's Rescue. And I just love her. I think she's funny. She's witty. She's always doing something. And she does a lot for these animals. And people just love her in general, like the way that she talks and she does lives and there's all these different things. And I'm kind of wondering if that's something she could do with like some of her dogs. Maybe. Do you know the SPCA now? Like their adoption fees are like $400 now. Yeah. They used to be like a hundred bucks. I think I spent like a hundred bucks on Lainey. Yep. But that is really cute, isn't it? I think that's such a great idea. It is a good idea. That's the sweetest thing I've found. And, and who doesn't want to? Oh, oh my of god! Puppies. And now Lainey's barking or scratching at Did the door to get back in. Did you say dog was pretty? I'm tired of your shit, mom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm the fuck in. How dare you? I know. Oh my god. And Jamie. Why don't she goes in and out, in and out, and you just put up with her? And every, yes, you do. You let her in and out, in and I out, in and out the entire podcast when she because knows I'm damn well. I'm not allowed to have a dog. I'm only allowed to have these fucking fish. Not that I don't love my fish. I know you love your fish. I fucking love those fish. I they, can't believe you kept those fish alive. They are still fucking kicking. I'm like shocked. They are still kicking. One is so fucking fat and the other <laughs> one still has IBS. Like, like, I get home from work. One's so and fat. And I don't even go down and say hi to Paco first. Like, I climb those stairs, and I go up, and I tap on my little tank, and I'm like, I have fatter, fatter shins. And they come up and uh, see me, and I'll stick my finger in the tank, because the fat one will come up and nibble on it, and be like, hey. Are you serious? Yes. And before I go to bed at night, I go over to them, and I say, Mommy loves you. Mommy loves your fatter, fatter shins. Don't uh, die. Uh, and then I feed them, and I go to bed. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, Paco has to see how weird that is, right? Like, I have I don't to, think so. I asked him to buy the stuff that, it's like this Tetra's, Tetra makes this stuff that you put in the water that keeps it clearer and Yeah. Water. And I asked him to give me a bottle of it the other day while he was out, and he brought me home this bottle of this stuff, which I was grateful for. And I said, look what daddy bought you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, you're a good fish, daddy. He was like, yeah, I am. Because he's like... <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm a good fish daddy. Come away. Like he's gotta see that I would be such a good pet mom, but he is like not budging. He's so proud of me for these fish though. 
Like, I could be like, baby, I need this for the fish, and he will run out and get it because he is so proud that I've kept these fish alive and I take such good care of them and that I love them so much. Oh, well, I don't think you guys are home enough to really have a pet. He, he definitely ain't home that's enough. That's what he said, and he's like, babe, we can go. And I, and I agree with him because we can go and we can travel anytime we want. Like, I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, if you could always, you can board them, you can leave them with Rachel. I mean, it's not like you wouldn't have options. Your mom would probably watch the dog. Carrie would probably watch the dog with her brood. You don't know. Nah. I mean, you have a lot of people that would watch your dog for you, but you guys just aren't home a lot. So, I, I, just, found this, I just found this interesting article. Okay. Ancient DNA reveals the world's oldest family tree. Oh, neat. Okay. Um, but I was curious, because we're getting late, if I should look and see if there's a World News Gallery for a Christmas story. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, is it 47 already? God, I just looked and it was 33. Right, so I'm going to save this for next week, and I'm going to look on World News Daily Report. Well, hold on, let me do mine real quick, because it's you a little more yours. serious. You do yours. And, um, and then you can do yours to wrap it up, because then you can, like, sort of take out some of the sting of what I'm going to talk about. So, I'm in this group. Some of the sting. Yeah, because I want to talk about that one. With oh, the, the oh thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm in this one group, and it's about NDEs. So, like, if you don't know what that is, it's near-death experiences. And I just, I'm fascinated with that about as much as I'm fascinated with women who don't know they're pregnant. I don't know what it is. I just think it's, well, I think with everybody, you, you, you're like, okay, well, I know I'm going to die at some point. How am I going to die? Is it going to hurt? Is everybody going to be upset? Am I going to feel anything? Do we really exist after this, right? So, and this one thing this person posted, it says, if people die together, say at the same time in a car accident, hypothetically, would their spirits be next to each other? And then they have a conversation that they can't believe they're dead. You know, like, oh my God, we're dead. We're together. We're dead. Oh my God. We're dead. I know. Like, can you believe it? Or even has anyone in this group died next to a friend or family member? You saw each other in spirit and then medical professions brought you back, but couldn't bring back your friend or family member. I'm just curious how it all works, but understand that most of us aren't going to know that's fine. It's just a thought I had. I'm wondering what you guys thought. So that in and of itself, you're kind of like, well, that's kind of interesting. So I don't, there's so many people that posted on this stupid fucking post now, but there was this guy who answered. And if I can find it as I'm going through, like they actually posted a YouTube. You should have just screenshotted it. Oh, here it is. Jeffrey Olson found it. Found it. I think this is him. I think so. Anyway, so this guy, yep, it is him. So here's this guy, and he was in a car accident and died with his wife and small son. He came back, but they didn't, and their communication at death was profound. So I won't go into it too too much, but I actually clicked on the YouTube thing, and I was listening to it, and it's fascinating. So he's in this car accident, and there's two kids in the back, and then him and his wife. The one kid somehow flies out of his car seat through the window and is gone. There's another kid that's in the back who makes it and he's all banged up and everything. Like he's not in danger of anything. He's like, okay. And then the wife, he, you know, is gone. So they all die and he's with her and he's dead for like 45 minutes. By the time like they get there, they work on him, they get him back and all that stuff. He's with his wife. Like they're communicating he doesn't, I don't know if he says anything about the sun because I didn't get that far because I was like hysterically crying. Like it was just like, I was PMSing. I just couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it anymore. Bruce is like, oh my God, it's like 10 o'clock at night. Like what the fuck are you crying for now? Because I'm like crying all the time. And so I'm like, because he's like, what the fuck are you crying for? 
our son Aiden's like she cries all the time like <laughs> because I cry over happy things I cry over sad things I cry when I'm frustrated now I'm like oh my god like get into your late 40s and you're like oh my god the hormones are killing me but anyway so he talks about this like he's with his wife they have these discussions first of all bitch we're mid 40s well, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm 45. I'm going to be 45. You're not even on the wrong side of 40 yet. Not yet. But the hormones are killing me. And I definitely have noticed a super big, humongous uptake in the fucking hormones. And I'm starting to, like, lose some of my hair. Like, I'm starting to pull out, like, clumps of my hair. So I don't know if that's the stress. I don't know if it's anything else. But my mom said she went through something similar. And my mom don't ever get stressed about fucking nothing. She does every once in a while. But her and me are not the same. I am way more hyper and emotional and all that stuff than she is. She's more stoic. But anyway... Back to this guy. So he's like saying like, you know, they had these conversations. He's talking with his wife. Like they know they're dead, blah, blah, blah. But then all of a sudden it was like, you have to go back. Like you got to go back for, say his name's Charlie or whatever it is. I can't remember now. You've got to go back. And he's like, but I don't want to go back. I want to be with you. And he's like talking about like the feeling of it. It's like euphoric. There's nothing wrong with you. Everything's healed. You know, that kind of stuff that, you know, you, you sort of tend to forget that you were human at all. And the wife was like, you got to go back for Charlie. I have to stay here, but you got to go back. She had to be there for the other baby. Yeah, so, well, she went off, and then he stayed, and he came back here and was with his son, and he said it helped him to get past it because they were able to be together in death. Huh. That, like, literally happened. Like, they were dead together. I couldn't have watched that. I would have been fucked up. That would have fucked me up. It did fuck me up. I was like, oh, my God. I can't even get over it. How much time do we got? It was profound. Anyway, 52. All right. We'll make a quick one, but I mean, come it's on. not Christmas, but here is your happy, well, ridiculous World News Daily report where the facts don't matter. Mount Rushmore: Greenpeace activists rescued after getting stuck in Theodore Roosevelt's nostril. Oh God, Jesus! Lord. National Park Service rangers rescued an environmental activist from a very delicate position this morning with the help of South Dakota National Guard. The giant stone nostril of the 26th president of the United States. Around 9.30 this morning, the Pennington County Sheriff's Office received an emergency call reporting a climber had gotten stuck while ascending the famous massive sculpture of Theodore Roosevelt at the Mount Mushroom, Mount Rushmore National Park. Upon arriving on site, they found a group of climbers trying to help a man stuck in the sculpture's nostril. So they contacted the park rangers and the state's National Guard for help. 51-year-old Gary White, a regional coordinator for Greenpeace in South Dakota, was part of a team of four activists who tried to set a 200-foot-long banner on Mount Rushmore to raise awareness about global warming. Oh, my God. As it started to rain heavily while they were beginning to set their banner, Mr. White tried to protect himself from the elements by hiding under the nose of the 26th president. But unfortunately for him... He got completely stuck in the massive nostril. National Park Service spokesman John Whitaker describes it as a delicate rescue. Oh my god. As extremely unusual and dangerous. Our rangers had to use jackhammers only inches away from the head to extract him while hanging by ropes. Oh my god. More than 30 feet off the ground. It was stressful to say the least. Mr. Whitaker advised advised would be activists to choose less dangerous sites for their actions and demonstrations. You think? (laughs) We can't mobilize helicopters and damage our president's faces every time an idiot wants to send a message. Do your thing on the street or social media. It's much safer. (laughs) 
Mr. White was transported to the Black Hills Surgical Hospital to be treated for some minor injuries. He was arrested upon exiting the hospital as he faces a total of nine criminal accusations, including damaging a National Memorial drug possession and trespassing. He had drugs in the Nostril of Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Here's a little bump. <laughs> if fa- oh, look, look, I love this. If found guilty of all charges, he faces a maximum of 12 and a half years in prison and a fine of $137,500. Well, they didn't put him in jail for 200 years this time. It was a, right, a, a 12 was and a half. I was waiting for it. 12 and a half is still a little steep, though. Right. I was waiting for him to be like 26,000 years. <laughs> all right. Well, take us home, Jamie. Anyway, if you've ever been stuck in a president's nose, write us in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on all your major platforms where you listen to your podcasts, such as iTunes and Stitcher and all that fun stuff. But we have something that not every radio, would, uh, I do it every time, that not every podcast has. Daniel, what do we have? We have a radio show in New York. Yes, we do. You can find us every Friday morning at 10 a.m. on the WMLD, the in Voice New of Hudson Valley Radio. <laughs> the WMLD, the, vo- the Voice of Hudson Valley Radio. And if you miss us on Friday mornings at 10 a.m., that is okay. You can hear us again on Fridays at 7, we think. No. Um, at some point Friday in time, you 10, think we would do Saturday it. Saturday at 7. You should have Friday at 7. Oh, sorry. Friday at 10, Saturday at 7. I apologize. We think. Yeah, we think. I mean, you you would think at some point I would start listening. I mean, after yeah, all this either. time, but we we just either. we just don't do it. Um, but if you miss it, that's okay. You can find us um on Sunday on our mother platform because I'll upload this to yeah, that, and which is SoundCloud, and it shoots out to all the other ones. But you can find us on the WMLD and all the major app stores if you're out of the area. But in the meantime, Merry Christmas to and all of you guys. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good podcast. Bye bye, and we'll see you guys all next week. Bye. <laughs>